0: real quick note about audio quality. I accidentally um, had my webcam uh, as my mic for our chat today, and it does not sound very good. The picture is great, but I don't know how they even can get away with having a microphone with such poor quality in uh, 2023. It's it's a, It's astounding, but very sorry. You'll get used to it. Still a good episode. So let's get into it. Do you want a new module, some patch cables, some cassettes, a t-shirt, stickers, blank panels? Well, if you've answered yes to any of the above, then you're in luck. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast and be on the lookout for my post that I'm gonna be making around mid to late March I don't want to say when it's going to be kind of a when's it going to happen type thing um also want to give you a chance to sign up if you haven't signed up yet I basically I have uh, put together 10 different little care packages four of which uh have a module in them um to pass on it's just a bunch of stuff that I have I love this stuff but I've got too much stuff it's coming out of my ears and I wanna pass it on to my Patreon community as a token of my appreciation. So the way it's gonna work is when that post comes up, you're gonna go to the comments section and you're gonna say, I want some, and that's gonna be uh, how it goes. The reason I'm only doing 10 is because if I did more, shipping would probably get out of hand, and I don't want to charge people for shipping for a gift. That seems kind of weird. So yeah, if, uh, if that sounds like fun, and if any of this stuff that you see uh, whizzing across the screen right now uh, is at all interesting looking to you, then once again, head over to patreon.com forward slash and help keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod. This week's episode is brought to you by Novation and their flagship two-part, 16-voice, 61-key polyphonic synthesizer, The Summit. Built on the same innovative foundations as the critically acclaimed Peak, Summit's deep sound design capabilities, 16-voice two-part multi engine, and intuitive tactile workflow add up to a synth that is far more than The of its parts. For more information, please visit novationmusic.com, link in the show description. Hello, and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held. This week, we have Andrew, aka Oz, returning back to Podular Modcast. So we could call it the Return of Oz episode. Oz hasn't been on the show since pre-pandemic and a lot has happened in the Expert Sleepers world, like the Disting uh, X or EX and uh, a bunch of analog modules. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the new module that Expert Sleepers just released um, and the Expert Sleepers label. So uh, buckle up, it's gonna be a good chat. All right, before we get into this chat, I want to tell you all that I have uh, a new EP out on timheld.bandcamp.com. It's also on Spotify and iTunes and all that. It is Remote Performances 4. Uh, It is made up of all the tracks that I've made in the last, uh, you know, six, seven months. I've got my Crater Lake performance on there, the Mount Hood performance, and then a number of performances from around the Tacoma and Seattle area, Um, lots of guitar stuff on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I'm going. I feel like I'm finally getting um, good at, at having a small system and making music that's worthwhile Um, is really funny. The other night my wife and I were listening to a bunch of records and we wanted just to have a nice, you know, nice scenery on uh, the TV. So I actually just put up my remote performances playlist because you know my wife goes along with me on a lot of these uh, journeys, and you know they date back to a couple years ago now. So we can we can look at them and hey, where were we going there and what was going on here and it it was really fun. But I realized something um, that, and I say this, you know, this is not asking, this is no like beating myself up and this isn't asking for anybody to be like no it's great it's it's 100 true it's like the 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 music is is the most lacking part of a lot of my videos um some of them i think i'd made really cool patches but i'm making these patches on the spot and i just wasn't really all that great at it so what i uh i recommend to y'all is uh put on my remote performances Uh, playlist and mute it and then put on whatever music that you want to uh, listen to because I feel like the videos are actually really cool. Um, but the music is getting better and I think that, uh, one of the recent ones on Remote Performances 4 is is one of my current favorites, and I'm going to play that video slash track for you now. Um, I had just a basic riff idea going out to this this location that's in my neighborhood, and um, I improvised on it for a while and actually ended up, you know, kind of forming this this song that I think is, is pretty cool. Um, I used the Strega for um, a lot of the chunky and almost like tremolo type stuff. Of course, the Cubit, the um, Nebulae, Nautilus, and Aurora, and then all sorts of 4MS stuff, shaped dual envelope VCA. And then from after later audio, I've got the Razor, which is the one-to-one uh, version of Blades part of the Mutable Instruments Classics line using the board brain injector, which I actually am holding up right now here because it's sitting in front of me, um, to get my guitar in there. Yeah, I think I've got the mimeophone in there too. I don't know, I don't really remember. But um, either way, it's a cool video and I've talked already way too long about it. So let's watch slash listen to that and then get into our chat with Oz from Expert Sleepers. You caught me mid uh, experiment, so I don't, okay. I don't know. We haven't talked in a while, and we'll get to that. But I don't uh, know if you've seen on YouTube. I I put my uh, my synth on a, like a backpack frame and walked around a ferry with like and used it as like a field recorder.
1: No, um, I have not seen that. No.
0: So I'm I'm trying to get the ultimate uh, travel setup you know, for okay. when I go camping and bringing all my stuff out for field recording and videoing and just playing music out in the woods and stuff. So I bought this external frame backpack so I can actually just set stuff, whatever I want on it. But the other day right. I bought some um, some of these bendy like mic stands. So I am gonna like tape them to the side to put, you know, different mics up here so I can walk around and record stuff and Play or just okay. even set this down and have this be my my synth stand, so I can like yeah. maybe hike it in somewhere or something.
1: But that that's begging to have a GoPro put on it.
0: Right? Yeah, I need I definitely need some more cameras, but I'm uh, I'm a bit on the poor side, hence the uh, the electrical tape uh, <laughs> taping things. <It fixed>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I carry electrical tape around in my vest pocket because it's just one of the most handy things. But uh, okay. everybody says duct tape. That's, on that's
1: good good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Should I ever need any any of that? So yeah, okay.
0: you're on, let's see, episode thirty six. So and you're okay. what episode up, are we on now? So, you're. I mean, I don't know because we're gonna release a little later because you're gonna talk about new stuff. In the high two forties or uh low two okay. fifties. Yeah, okay. be, it'll be five wow. years uh next month. In March, it'll be fine. Okay.
1: It's
0: not crazy. Um, yeah. And I thought for sure you had been on more than once, but I think the reason I think that is because you and I have, you know, we, we've, like, I did a lot of stuff with the disting for, for a while, and I think we've been together on, like, a panel on one of the COVID, you know, synth things oh, yeah, or something maybe. like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to catch up. I want to talk about the new modules. Like, you haven't been on since the Disting EX, or any no. of like the, the phaser, or the VCO,
1: or the... the, none, of the stuff, no. yeah, none of the analog stuff, no, possibly analogs. not the ES9 either. Nope,
0: no, no, um, no, and I actually started using Bitwig since then, and I'm like, ooh, that ES9 would be nice to have, so it's <laughs> it's on the list. But um, we don't have to get too in the weeds as far as COVID goes, but because we haven't talked since, a lot's happened, so... Yeah, yeah, let's get up to speed on what's been new with with Oz and expert sleepers and everything.
1: Well, since five years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've kind of just covered it. I mean, um, it was an interesting few years in the pandemic, as um, I'm sure anybody you've spoken to will have said. But um, it was, it had ups as well as downs for the music industry. Um, lots of people stuck at home with their Eurax. Um, so it was actually quite a quite a good few years uh, business-wise, um, but yeah. So I uh, EX, DS9 and this whole new range of analog stuff coming out. Um, nothing much on on the software front, although recently I did get I don't know what the word is for when somebody famous mentions you on a blog and suddenly everybody buys your software. I'm sure there's a word for that, but that a happened. basically. Out, or, so. uh,
0: whatever their name is, Bump, you could call it. the.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know. So basically some plugin that I wrote, I don't know, 10 years ago and completely forgotten about just simply in maintenance mode has sold more copies in the last couple of months than it had ever sold before in its wow. lifetime. Wow! So that <laughs> that was unexpected and yeah. was made me really glad that I'd actually kind of kept these plugins alive rather than just completely focusing on the hardware.
0: Can you say who um, it was and what the pub plugin was?
1: Yeah, it was um, uh, the guy goes by the name Fred again. Okay, he mentioned sure. my, um, yeah, he's famous if you are into music producers, apparently. I, I okay. hadn't heard <laughs> of him, but um, he, he's a kind of protégé of Brian Eno, who you probably have oh, heard okay. of. Yes, um, and he mentioned this plugin, um, Spectral Conquest, which I actually wrote. I wrote on kind of Brian's request, so there was a kind of a link around there. Um, well, yeah, you wrote and he a mentioned the
0: software on Brian Eno's request. Yes. So you've like worked with Brian Eno on stuff? Like I, <laughs> no, I've, I've never
1: actually met the guy, but um, a really good friend of mine is Brian's tech guy. Okay. Um, so there were a few kind of back and forths through that yeah. channel. Nice. So yeah, they, you know, it would be nice to say I'd actually met and worked with him in person, but, um, that hasn't happened yet, right.
0: but, uh, yeah, the, yeah,
1: it was a good. It, it, the benefit was very long time in coming, but it has mm-hmm. now arrived.
0: It's so, so weird that when nice. that kind of thing happens. It's just kind of like yeah, yeah. completely unexpected. Um, and yeah. Brian, if you're listening, love to have you on um my, yeah. my friend steven keeps uh why haven't you asked brian Eno to be on the show and i'm like because he's brian Eno, and i'm not he's not gonna come on the show but um you know, yeah that's I... awesome yeah you never know yeah. i just yeah <laughs> just gotta reach out on instagram or something um yeah, yeah so like the pandemic was, was very weird because it did seem like a lot of people got into modular because they were at home and here in the you know i think it was pretty pretty common in in most places for people to get some sort of like extra help with unemployment or some aid through it so a lot of people found themselves with a little extra money and Mm. it seemed like that really gave a a big boost to modular and it also um because everybody's home and there are no shows like all these people started doing all these great twitch streams and i feel like it really united the worldwide modular community like we were all our pockets and we could maybe we could interact on Instagram and become buds that way but like this was like real solid hangs it seemed like in a lot of cases did you find yourself like connecting with uh, Um, anyone new over it or
1: not I mean I did a few of the kind of um, live streamed or Live streamed, but actually not live streamed right, um, concert things that that became all the vogue for a few months, and that was great. I did, you know, I did more gigs in that few months than I had done in the last couple of years. But um, I guess I felt already felt fairly connected because, I mean, the, the expert sleepers wouldn't really exist as it is without the internet being there to reach out to customers anyway. So I, I, I guess from that point of view, I already felt that I was. Yeah. in touch with the world um yeah but yeah if it was a yeah like i say it, it was a it was a good few years for um for sales and interest and stuff and of course that's kind of gone off a cliff <laughs> yeah with sure. the end of the end of the lockdown and with um everything suddenly becoming incredibly expensive mm-hmm. but you know yeah. we'll we'll I weather that storm just a little sure. yeah well yeah good um, thing
0: You know, that that makes me wonder, I have never thought about this, but because of the nature of, well, you know, just the the disting and the the EX, like the fact that you're constantly updating and adding to it, I wonder if that keeps you more in, like, dialogue with your users than somebody who just releases hardware with no firmware updates or added features or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's true. I mean, it's, I think it's probably true that I'm actually in touch with a tiny fraction of the actual user base because-
0: Definitely.
1: You know, I know how many I've sold and I'm definitely not talking to that many people. So there, there's a kind <laughs> of a, there's a vocal minority, um, but equally that the feedback of that vocal minority is, is very valuable, um, especially when you've got people like going out of their way to do... Like, so there's a guy at the moment who, who's doing a really, really in-depth touch OSC layout for the Disting EX.
0: Okay.
1: And he's, I mean, he's working with what I'm giving him, but also he's suggesting ways in which that could work better with, like, just tweaks to the MIDI implementation and things like that. Um, and that, you know, everybody benefits from that. Yeah. So um, how does
0: that work with, with, with something like Disting? Like, if you're working with somebody who's kind of... Are, are you, like contracting them or is it like no a, no no or, no, it's no it's just, just like
1: the, a they're a customer who who wants to do something and is either finding you know hitting a brick wall or just suggesting how something could be a bit slicker mm-hmm. um and it's you know if, if it's easy for me to do and it doesn't conflict with you know the overall product design i mean i'm not going to take something off something off in the complete left field direction just for somebody's suggestion but if it's consistent with what I would like the product to be mm-hmm. then then I'm all for it um, yeah. you know and I, I know that at least one person wants it rather I could just put something else in that I've spent two weeks doing and nobody would want it so yeah right Yeah. Um,
0: and so I know I haven't listened to our episode um, you know since I was probably editing it um, but I one thing that I do remember is you know talking about you know, the future of disting and like, will you ever, you know, stop updating it or adding new features? And I mean, if that was five years ago, by the time we were talking and we were at Mark four, so is disting 10 or older now? Like how long have you been doing expert sleepers with with your,
1: um, I should have that answer on the tip of my tongue, but I don't, (laughs) um, I could, can I, let's see if I can very, very quickly switch to a different browser window and <laughs> type that in thing and see if it will come up. Um, bum, 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 bum. Um, first module was 2010. Wow. So it's um, 13. <laughs> so, but the disting itself is is not that old. But, oh, you right. know, it's getting on a bit. Um, first module was the ES1. Uh, but, yeah, the, I mean, the Mark IV has been a while. I mean, I'm still still updating that, though
0: mm-hmm.
1: not as often. Um, it's getting a bit full. But the EX I'm certainly, you know, still very much updating. Um, yeah, I, I guess the thing that uh, with the EX that's kind of got people excited more than anything recently is because I've put a few of the mutable um, algorithm designs Oh, cool! Yeah, so the the braids and the the rings, um, which, yeah, people. I've been pleased that people have been positive about it. It, it. They could very easily have been kind of some naysayers who said would point out that I'm just profiting from somebody else's work. Yeah. Um, but a that. Put, I mean, it is open source, so it's all completely legitimate. But whether or not it's legal, it's 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 kind of ethical, in I feel, in as much as that company is no longer trading. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not yeah, like especially a now that,
0: that you know Emily's retired from the business. Then
1: exactly. So, yeah. and I I did actually shoot her an email before I put anything out, saying, "I know I'm within my rights to do this, but you know, are you cool?" And she mm-hmm. said, "Yeah." Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I said I was going to put braids in it. She said, "Yeah, that's fine, but why not put plants in it?" Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I took that to mean it was fine. So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's got some some people excited recently. It's it's nice to suddenly deliver a lump of functionality that that you know people have bought this module and now suddenly they have a different module,
0: right? As well, right.
1: or instead, or or in the case of the braids, they have four braids because I've managed to. You know the disting runs faster than the braids hardware, so it can do four of them. Wow, which is nice.
0: Um, and we're 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 not, not going to spend the whole time talking about disting, but it is just no, such no. a significant player in the world of EuroRack. Um, I'm I'm like I'm wondering, you're obviously still, you don't hate working on new ideas for the disting, but it seems like you're still like have some excitement about it um but also like yeah. is this kind of like a you know it's it's a work and play mixture i'm sure you know like can you explain your, yeah, your experience mean, of the years of disting
1: <laughs> i mean fundamentally hist- well historically at least i'm a software person not a hardware person so it's kind of my comfort zone um so it's yeah i i do enjoy the coding um and it's, it's a lot less scary, you know, that you don't have to suddenly spend thousands and thousands of pounds on hardware and see if anybody wants to buy it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by having, by basically selling the same module forever, but just tinkering with the, the software that kind of the, the risk is, is mitigated there. So the, mm-hmm. the hardware exists and is stable
0: yeah. and I
1: can just mess with the, the software.
0: You still feel excited um, about that, like the new ideas for it and everything?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and often they're driven by what I personally would like to be using in, in a modular synth at any one time. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that applies to and I'm, well, you know, most things I do. It certainly applies to the disc and it certainly applies to the FH2. I'm always stuffing in features to the FH2 because whatever I want to do live that week <laughs> involves some something that, you know, the thing clearly could do, but that doesn't quite do. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. So everybody benefits when I have some gigs on because I, I inevitably <laughs> mean some very performance-driven things are going in. Um, That's yeah, one of my tell favorite I,
0: things about your rack is just how many things exist because their designer needed it for a specific yeah, use. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think it's a really unique uh, trait of 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 uh, you got you builders. Um, so, I'm curious about the the ex. Is that because you know technology had expand or had advanced enough to where you could get faster processors or bigger? So like, like what was the the main like impetus for creating the ex?
1: Um, ooh, oh, you're asking actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I... It was definitely, um, yeah, to be able to leverage some some better hardware, to have a proper screen. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was probably as much as anything, to actually have a screen that was... I mean, I love the Disney Mark IV screen. I think that's a, what how it works, for, given that it's like a 5 by 7 character display. Mm-hmm. It's great, um, but there's no substitute for a nice actual readable OLED. So it was wanting to get that in and then... You can't get an OLED display that's in 4 HP, really, not that I know of. So that kind of made the module bigger. But then I didn't want it to be like a really fat disting. So make it a really fat two distings. <laughs> um, and it, just just the way that you know when it came when I figured out that I could basically have two Disting Mark IVs exactly the same layout of knobs and jacks, and then put one screen between the two. That kind of fell into place as an idea, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then okay. yeah, like yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Get, get the got oh you know, I got the 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 fastest microcontroller that I could find. Uh compatible with the software and then just stuffed it full of all the other expansion ports that had kind of come up in the meantime. So like um the disting EX got a select bus connection um because that had become a thing and it has got MIDI and it's got an expansion for my ES5 module, and it's got an expansion for the FHX expanders, which has actually never been used as that, but then that became the expansion connector for the external display, which I now (laughs) support. So just just by stuffing as many features, and I2C as well, so you can connect it up to kind of that whole kind of teletype um, world. um, Yeah, I just made it kind of... anything that I thought might be useful now or in the future, put it in there and then knowing that I would maybe not use it right away, but I'd have it there when the Mm -hmm. firmware was ready to use it. Yeah. And that's, that's that's worked out well. Yeah. Being able to stuff that extra display on was completely unexpected, but yeah, it worked out.
0: Yeah. And I think it makes sense because, speaking from experience as somebody who I think at one point owned up to four Disting's at one time, Um, I think it makes sense because Disting is one of those modules that some, sometimes it's almost like, uh, you know, going through Spotify or Netflix, like you're paralyzed by the amount of choice, you know, Mm, like, you, you, you know, and I was actually chatting with, with Alex from WMD a few months back and we, we both kind of like through this this long-winded conversation stumbled our way into this. Uh, I guess. Uh, what, what do I say? There's there like. These things like disting and your ornament and crimes and you know all these crazy things like. They're not made for everybody. They're not made for you, the individual, to use it to its full potential. They're made for it to have a wide like swath of uses. So many different people can, you know, fit it into their specific workflows. And I think thinking about that has like made me lose a little anxiety about working with something like the OC or the disting. Um, yeah. and yeah, I just, but like two of them is just makes so much sense because I, I, I mean, I know it's, there's, again, I'm, I'm about to do the thing that I said I shouldn't do, but I always felt like I wasn't properly using it because I just basically used the uh the ping pong delay and the reverb. And I never yeah? well, excellent, excellent like uh, you know, digital effects in a very small package. Um
1: but I think yeah. that's I think a lot of people do that. And I'm you know, I'm I'm quite happy with that. You know, if the, if I've if one mode of the disting is is the reverb that you want it to be, then that's fine and it's not like you say, it's not it's not expensive for a single function module. Mm -hmm. Um, Ignoring the fact that it's got like 120 functions or whatever. If you just use one, it's still not, it's still not expensive. Right, So, um, what are we up to? And with the EX as well, I mean, the EX has got all the Disting Mark IV stuff in it, but the, the Disting EX, Kind of single mode algorithms they're called the things that use the whole machine there's only 20 of those at the moment so that's okay not quite such an overwhelming number and they're all very it's like a much more powerful single thing um mm-hmm. probably a lot more configurable rather yeah. than, whereas the disney mark 4 has just got literally over 100 things mm-hmm. um so yeah it, in a way it's easier to get your head around the ex if you ignore the mark 4 stuff yeah, I would say maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was watching uh, this morning before we started chatting. I was watching the the uh, granulator video, oh, yeah. um, and that seems that seems like a lot of fun. Um, but there's we're we're a quarter of the way through this, and I don't want to talk about disting the whole time because you've done a lot no, of no. other stuff. Um, yeah. I, so there are three things I definitely want to get to before the end of the hour, and one of those is why analog modules like I want to talk about that whole not why but like yeah. just the the decision to do it and everything I want to talk about mm-hmm. the label and then I also oh, yeah. want to talk about the new stuff so
1: okay um which, which, which order which would you want like you to? Want to talk
0: yeah is there one that you want to talk <laughs> about
1: first <laughs> uh well why don't we um if we talk about analog stuff that will neatly take us on to new stuff okay cool um because that kind of tells you what the new stuff is so um Yeah, I did some analog things. I think it's because, I think I've said this before to somebody, so I'll be consistent. It's I, I'd kind of done the Disting EX and I'd done the ES9, which are like the most digital things you could possibly imagine doing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I had the choice. I I would have got had some other project which hasn't actually yet seen the light of day which i might have launched into which would have been like another incredibly digital thing or i thought well wouldn't it be nice just to make a filter that goes squelch um just for you know just for a rest from Mm -hmm. this incredible detailed digital stuff um so that was kind of it really i just kind of gave myself some time to play um with some discrete electronics and and just to see if i could a come up with anything that i liked and also come up with something that maybe hadn't been done um because i didn't want to just sit down and say right let's make the expert sleepers analog system we'll have a vco a vca a vcf and we'll use this design for that you know mm-hmm. i didn't want to go and pick off you know get one of the curtis clone Right, synth on the chip things, and just plug yeah. it into a PCB. Because honestly, it's been done. Um, so why why would I do that? So I I just tried to think of something a little bit different. So and I think what I came up with with the the first three being the the filter, the VCO, and the the phaser um, are all genuinely slightly different in their approach than anything else that exists on the market. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. I, I I'm really pleased with them and I'm I'm using them myself when I play. Um and it's just nice to do something that is done, you know, it's it's not I don't have to update the firmware for the next ten years.
0: Great. Right, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah.
1: Um I mean it, it is it's in a much more crowded market, I guess. So they're not I'm not doing the same numbers of those as I am doing of disting, so. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a fun fun thing. It's gotta feel um, good to
0: have something like the disting that gives you breathing room to do something like these analog, and not. I mean, yeah. maybe I don't. Know, I I could be just putting this on you, but I'm imagining you didn't feel like immense pressure about you know them breaking the internet as far as like new analog (laughs) modules go because you're you're right it's just there's a lot of stuff out there you
1: know exactly yeah I mean I I wasn't under any illusions that everybody was suddenly going to buy no other VCO than my VCO in fact I I really don't think that would be a a wise choice because it's (laughs) it's not a bread and butter VCO you know there are some things that you expect some VCOs to do that mine simply doesn't do but it does other things that other VCOs doesn't doesn't don't so I've lost my <laughs> I've lost my grammar during that sentence yeah, it's it all so gone we're off you're into, talking about
0: singular plural back and, and plurals, forth and then you, you end and yeah. it's like is it an is or an are yeah
1: I'll listen back to this and, and cringe but anyway um yeah and the filter you know it's uh, uh a resonant two pole filter is is kind of unusual um the the phaser I'm very I mean I've sold Complete sets of modules, just because somebody liked the sound of the phaser.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that I take that to be a good sign. I
0: love a good um, phaser. I really want to try it out. I was watching videos about that this morning too. I'm
1: like, Oof. yeah, it's it's kind of swirly. Yeah. And then and then yeah, the other ones, the uh, kind of VCA thing uh, with the what's the USP of the, the VCA? The zero crossing detection. Oh. okay. To get get rid of clicks on really really fast envelopes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Um and doing that completely analog without using any kind of digital sampling or stuff is I think again, I don't think there's anything else that does that. Uh and then I went well, I'm just looking at my system there to remind myself what I did. Then yeah, the Pandora, the Yeah, that was that went one went a bit, little bit left field. That's a real kind of oddball filter distortion kind of module. Um but it has its own charm. Um, but, and then the thing, yes, so I'm looking. I should should have had something here to actually hold up to the camera. Maybe I should do that. Can I do it without, no, yeah, I'm gonna lose my yeah, go head. Yeah, Hang on, on. That sounds good. I'm, I'm connected through too many wires here. <laughs> Just give me one second.
0: Please pardon the interruption, but I want to take a moment to thank
1: Patchworks,
0: our lovely scent shop here in the Northwest. If you haven't been to the showroom and you're going to visit the Seattle area, that's got to be on your destination list. It's one of the coolest, most wonderfully laid out, comfortable, inviting uh, environments that I've been in, in a very long time. And it's full of awesome people. Everybody who works there is so nice and so helpful. But if you can't make it into the shop, don't you worry about a thing. You can head over to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com, sign up for their newsletter, follow them on Instagram. They're always having great sales and events, um, and they carry just about anything that you would need, uh, including studio equipment, desktop synths, um, and then, you know, groove boxes, and then all sorts of modular gear. So once again, that is patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. I'd like to say thank you to After Later Audio for their continued support of Podular Modcast. Don't forget about the new Mutable Instruments Classics line that is made up of a bunch of really great one-to-one versions of the now retired uh, Mutable Instruments modules. They also have a bunch of really awesome original designs, uh, including something that hopefully will be released uh, this year that I have a hand in and it's, it's really cool and I cannot wait to share it with y'all. But until then, Head over to afterlateraudio.com to check out all of the excellent modules they have available. Also a lot of really great patch cables, different types, stackables, all sorts of cool colors and lengths, and some really nice screws that you can use your hands with for your Eurorack system. I love them. Um, Yeah. So once again, afterlateraudio.com, link in the show description. Let's get back into the show.
1: Okay. So I don't know what the video quality is going to do for this. But
0: this is my current
1: gigging rig, um, okay. which is all expert sleepers, apart from uh, the case, obviously. Uh, this case is a uh, nano, nano, nano machines. Is that what they call themselves? Nano, uh, again, I don't, I, I, it's probably some slightly Spanish-sounding word okay. that I can't say. The are or caixa or something, 104. Um, so yeah so this this is how I play at the moment I've got my FH2 driving everything from a few MIDI controllers and then I've got my uh, VCOs and VCF and VCA and phaser and stuff and then the missing part of the puzzle is this thing which is the new one
0: mm-hmm. oh,
1: um, which is Amelia which is an envelope generator. Okay. It is a, okay. um, and then of course I've just complete this at the end. Of course, I've got some distings.
0: It's the one um, U stuff. Did you make your own one you versions of your stuff? No, this that's
1: built into the case.
0: Oh, nice. Very cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. So the, this, this is an it. The joy of this case is it's got, um, it's nice and it looks nice. It's got some chunky quarter inch inputs and outputs. Oh, very cool. And the inputs come through here. And then it's got some malts, and it's got a like a um, adder thing, and it's got some LFOs, and it's got sample and hold, oh, cool. and it's got a little mixer, headphones. So, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's a nice little thing. Um, uh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. So the, this things on the end are doing things like um, reverb and granulation and. Um, actually, one of them is usually the looper, so okay. I can kind of build up a thing and then loop it on this disting and then do something else and make another loop and then kind of layer up
0: okay. nice. things.
1: Rather, rather than just having one synth voice burbling away, I can have mm-hmm. this big like four-layer composition going on. Um, so yeah, so the Amelia is a, it's an envelope, so it's a, I call it an ADBR. Attack decay break release. So there's no sustain okay. stage on it at all. Okay. Um, so, unless oh, oh. my headphones gone out of my head. <laughs> <sighs> oh, if I was any more slick, it would be painful, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, hang on. No, wrong headphone. <laughs> Telepresence hasn't quite arrived yet. <laughs> right. Um, So, yeah, so it goes, so it it triggers and you get the attack and then it kind of uh, decays down to a break level. So it's down to a a voltage and then continues to decay, but at a different rate, which is the sustain, which is the release, sorry. So you can get a kind of sharp up, sharp down, and then a longer release, or you can get a kind of sharp up and then a slow decay and then a sudden drop. Um, it's kind of designed for when things like this when you've got a, a sequencer triggering it and stuff, rather than having to worry about how long your gates are, or if you've just got a trigger pulse, it'll always do the same envelope shape. Um, okay. um, and that's all under voltage control. Um, and yeah, so it turns out that a kind of a sharp, sharp attack, sharp decay, and then a slow decay uh, you can get kind of a vatorial sounding kind of shape going on. Oh, cool!
0: So, wait, then, is, the, is the break its own stage? Like yeah, you- it's, so
1: it's, there's three stages. So there's kind of two basically there's two release stages, and it switches when it gets down to a certain voltage.
0: Okay. Oh, I see. Okay.
1: Um, and then, it's also got shape control for the attack and decay stages, so you can have exponential, linear, or logarithmic shapes.
0: Will the waveform change shape? During the cycle, like if you're
1: CVing it, yeah, like yeah, absolutely.
0: Nice,
1: nice. Um, and it will, um, you can put it into kind of free running mode, so it turns into a kind of complex LFO kind of thing. Oh, cool. And yeah, so what is that? And then oh yeah, there there is a mode where it will actually use the incoming gate length, but then it uses that to switch between the decay and the release. So you've got a few options, but, Very um, cool. yeah, it's, again, it, I don't think it works exactly like any other envelope works. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was designed particularly for if you want to have it being driven by a kind of sequencer environment, but like, sometimes I play it from a keyboard well, I'm
0: thinking um, anyway, like and it's it kind of fun, a guitar, like trigger, it, like with an, like get an envelope follower that generates a gate and like trigger it with a yeah. guitar and yeah. Um, yeah, that would work. Through, uh,
1: modular lately. I'm trying to think what else to say about it. Um, oh yeah, there's another. There's a switch for time range, so like it'll go from um, the, sh- the shortest uh, segment is a millisecond. Okay. And then it'll go. So with like within one range, you can turn the knob to go from a millisecond to about a second, and then you can slow it down and then you can slow it down again with the switch. So the the slowest ones are like you're talking minutes probably for a full cycle.
0: Okay. So yeah, you could do a really, really nice, like with that self cycling mode, like some really nice, slow morphing
1: LFOs. Um, And it's analog. So there's no, there's no stepping or staircasing or or any of that stuff. So uh, yeah, you have
0: multiple outputs or
1: there's one output. Uh, So yeah, you're just, I mean, there's one here with nothing plugged in. So you've got gate. This is where you would edit in a photograph of the module. Right, yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, <It's gonna> <laughs> I
0: will.
1: Yeah, there's a... So gate in or trigger in uh, and an output and then attack, decay, break, release, CV, inputs. Okay. okay. And then the shape knobs. Am I actually on the screen? Shape knobs and then the switches for the mode and the uh, time ranges. Very and cool. And that is... That is coming out. Well, by the time this podcast is out, it will be out and about. Sorry, put cool. that
0: down. Yeah, I'm gonna try to release like the week of your announcement, or you know, whichever is closer—the announcement or like the sale date, or whichever you prefer. But um, we can figure that. Yeah. Out. Well.
1: But, yeah. Sure.
0: Um,
1: so that's that's what's happening with that, and um, there's I've got two more two more modules in that series. Actually, in the manufacturing pipeline already, so they'll be out. Probably, I guess, super would make sense okay. for those. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening with hardware at the moment. It's kind of very hard. cool.
0: So you 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 um, you're definitely like you 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 dipped your toe into the analog thing to see if you wanted to swim, and it sounds like you're enjoying the pool
1: i am well also because of the the naming convention i've chosen for them i've kind of committed myself to doing at least 10 modules okay um well
0: beatrix are these like like
1: goddesses yeah they're they're the time track names from my favorite album
0: oh okay what's the album yeah
1: treasure by cocktail twins
0: oh wow that's i love that that's so cool um
1: Yeah, yeah so i i need to get up to um What's the last one, Donimo, and then then I can stop.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So
1: we'll see. I'm not I sure when that will happen, but
0: I uh, I'm always thinking of weird weird stuff that I want to make. But okay. more um... this. <laughs> uh, well, something that else like because you know you play music, you do software, and now you do hardware. Yep. I'm curious, like, of course you're using the same brain to do all of that, but do you <laughs> feel like you're in different headspaces or zones when you're doing one or the other, or is there? And is there? And if so, is there like a like a Venn diagram centerpiece where they all kind of mesh?
1: Oh crikey! It's definitely it's definitely a different headspace, and that's the problem. As I think I said earlier just, and and that that is a danger of using my own stuff to make music is because I can very easily slip into kind of product development or problem-solving mode. Right. When I'm just actually trying to, uh-huh. you know, if, if, if it was somebody else's module, I would just deal with whatever was happening. Whereas if it's mm-hmm. mine, I was thinking, oh, well, well, what if I just change that? And then I'm off to the workbench rather than actually making some music. So, yeah, that can be a problem. But equally, like i said, said, it, it, it drives the products in a good direction to the fact that I actually use them. Um, so I don't mind too much, but yeah, sometimes it can be quite hard. I found the last year or so I haven't been able to do a lot of music at all. But I'm blaming part of that on Elden Ring. I have to say.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, I started it, <laughs> and then I stopped because it was summertime. And then my wife's right. been playing Skyrim constantly, so I'm just oh, she's right. kind of been on the video games. But yeah, that was. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't beat the first boss, of course, so I just went around and started just messing around and trying to like level up and stuff, but it's it's yeah. a
1: pretty tough game. It is, but I finished it, what, seven times now? So what? I, I kind of, <laughs> Holy <yeah>. shit, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I've I i I've just had to totally draw a line under it because it was, I, yeah, I can't let myself start it again. I've, yeah. I've just got going with a, like a new album project, and I, I don't want to have to put it on hold for another 60 hours while I finish Elden Ring again. <laughs> so, yeah, but that, that's, that's what's happening in my life. Um, after, you know, a, a reasonably productive couple of years previous to that um, with getting these LPs out and stuff that I did, that I'm very pleased with. Um, yeah. I should have an LP to hold up to the camera at this right. point. Yeah, well, course, I want I to talk
0: I about the label.
1: have one. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't think I was aware of that until you know, just doing some research for this, uh,
1: this channel. yeah, That, that's definitely comes under the category of seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, partly it's an excuse to release my own music and music yeah. of people I know, but the, the, the stated reason for it is to, is to, you know, give an outlet for music that uses, expert sleepers stuff um, to the mutual benefit of musician and expert sleepers I guess it's like Mm -hmm. we can both shout about each other and say how great we are Um, (laughs) and also to you know to do that job of the label which historically is to kind of take that financial risk away from the musician Um, Mm -hmm. you know a company is is in a good place to take a financial punt whereas maybe a an artist by themselves wouldn't want to press up some vinyl because um, mm-hmm. it's stupidly expensive Yeah. Um, so yeah it, it's been, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with, with some of the, a lot, well, everything that's been out on the label so far, I mean it's not particularly prolific but it's, oh. um, it's curated and it, and it has a mission statement uh, so yeah, yeah definitely carrying on with that
0: I gotta say the uh, the uh, four drones for saxophone and modular synthesizer the the art and the 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 cover art with the orange vinyl like it looks mm. real nice and classy and uh, I don't think I knew you played saxophone maybe I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, that's a relatively recent thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, when I spoke to you last, I think I was probably already on my. Woodwind journey, but um, maybe not saxophone at the time. I, I bass clarinet was my thing for a long time, okay. And then kind of dabbled in sax, and and currently I'm I'm going down the brass route. Um, oh, so cool. I currently play uh, trumpet and baritone horn. Oh, nice. <laughs> since uh, since last November, I think I started taking lessons. Was it October? Did my first gig in January. So yeah, absolutely throwing myself into this whole different world of of instruments.
0: Uh, That's awesome.
1: Yeah, can I... uh, Oh, go ahead.
0: No, go I was just going to ask if you could kind of like, I'm sure it's ever-evolving, but like walk us through, maybe for the Four Drones album, walk us through Mm. like the process of how did you use that with like, were you tracking and then sampling or were you playing into a modular system or how did
1: that work? Yeah, that one was... That one... That one was very different. So the two albums before that um, were very much studio works in that there was lots of tracking, lots of editing, lots of layering and arranging and stuff, um, which was, yeah, really, really happy with those. And then with four <laughs> drones, what my, it was just when lockdown was stopping and I mm-hmm. thought, well, maybe I can actually do a gig. Why don't I prepare something that I might play? And in the event I never have played any of these pieces live, but it was, <laughs> it was the thought was let's actually compose something, but also have it be something that could be done live. So, so the album basically is live takes, um, and they they were they're on YouTube, right? They're single. You they're, you can prove they're single takes because you can actually watch me doing it.
0: Oh, cool! So,
1: okay. if you want, if you want to know the process for that album in particular, then yeah, go watch the video because you can see exactly <laughs> what I'm doing to build it up. So it's um, the, the the saxophone isn't going through the modular, particularly. It's kind of alongside it in that case. Um, so there's. Um, there's drones and loops and stuff from uh, the modular. So it's like the uh, Disting Dream Machine algorithm is all over that because that's the drone machine, basically. And then some other rhythmic-y stuff or not. Um, Disting EX Looper for making up layers of that. And then sax and sax going into a pedal board with some effects and a looper again. So lots of looping because how else would a one person make that much sound but
0: yeah I've been considering um, getting another looping pedal um, just because like I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with how they work or um, or I really want to build or have somebody build me a, a stomp box that's just an array of like trigger outs where I can just press a button with my foot and trigger and just you know trigger stuff in my modular setup
1: okay the, well what do I have that does that um, I've got the old Moog um, pedal has actually got C V outputs, which is kinda of weird. Oh really? Yeah, oh, that's it's has got four. The the Moog MP two oh one. It's it's kind of this weird hybrid. I don't know if they, don't even know if they make it anymore, but it's kind of a control, a MIDI controller foot switch.
0: Weird. Which has okay. also
1: got some C V outputs on it.
0: Huh. Let's see. I found one it's, on Reverb. What is it going for? Oh, 839. I feel like I
1: could probably build it off. I Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it was that much originally. I, I think you're you're paying for the kind of not available anymore and the Moog name there, but there, <laughs> there are other ways to it. So for the for the album, for Four Drones, I was using a, a Chase Biss blooper pedal. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, which I'll admit I've sold <laughs> mm. since, and I'm now using... Um, I got a Line 6 HX effects, which is the Helix series thing, and that has basically replaced the whole pedal board. Okay. Um, that, I'm really happy with that. Nice. So, yeah, goodbye. Line six gear. <laughs> it's great. Um, I'd I pick it up off the floor and hold it up, but I'm not sure that would prove anything. So, yeah, that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, looping, lots of reverb, lots of looping um, and stuff on that album. Um, nice. Yeah. And then I think, what else did I do? I think I ended up getting a, a Tabla app on my phone and running that through the modular at one point as well. What is that? Tabla, you know, the Indian percussion instrument? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought so I just like talking about specific software or something.
1: No, no, no. So, yeah, you can get apps. They're kind of designed for people to practice along to. So I kind of had one of those running through one of the tracks too. A lot of reverb and looping like you mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. um very cool. so that was kind of fun nice yeah
0: i well i mean i just i wonder i just wonder where you have the time especially considering you've beat elden ring seven times like do you sleep <laughs> i do
1: <laughs> i do very very well most nights oh, um good. <laughs> yeah um yeah i, I don't I don't struggle for time like I say it's um I I really enjoy development developing code and I find it comes naturally so Yeah. 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 Typey 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 typey.
0: Well you've been doing you know you've been a musician a long time you've been running this company for a long time and you're like obviously a very smart person so I imagine you know you've got a pretty good you know routine and and kind of structure to your day to day which
1: is Yeah, hard I mean it, it time, helps that we have to get up and let the kids out to school in the morning so right. um, yeah, yeah so'm I'm, I'm kind of at my desk by eight most mornings and work through you know depends yeah so yeah I do a good solid working week I would say
0: yeah um, <laughs> nice um, I'm curious too because you've you know if your first module came out 13 years ago you know you're one of the you're one of the you know still standing early, Eurorack mm. companies, you know, um, like, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this without it being too broad, but has has Eurorack, you know, the since you started to now, like, has it gone in any way that you maybe anticipated or wanted, and where do you see it going, um,
1: just kind oh, of crikey. judging
0: by where, where we've come?
1: Um, I'm definitely pleasantly surprised that it's still as much of a thing as it is to be honest i mean everybody was saying for the longest time oh this is going to be a flash in the pan um so i'm pleased that it's not um it's certainly what is it certainly no there's certainly anything actually i was about to say (laughs) something glib there and i'm not sure i i will um i don't know it's it's. I mean, it's the thing. It's happened over such a long time that whatever's happened has happened fairly organically. I don't feel that there have been any big revolutions in Iraq over the years. Um, there's there's a lot of an awful lot of digital stuff going on now, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I mean, I'm doing some of it, but I'm also doing some analog stuff, and I think it's important that analog stuff is. I mean, it's gone in some weird directions, like the The preponderance of MIDI usage within EuroRack I find very surprising mm-hmm. um, but yeah, again yeah. I'm I'm yeah. very much part of that <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's very useful um, you know I've got my in my case there I've got my well the FH2 is specifically a MIDI to CV converter but I've got I've got a, using like a MIDI fader box to control the disting granulator and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, which is super handy Um yeah, and that's that. I mean, for someone who's as old as me, that is also it, surprising to me when people clearly don't know how MIDI works in 2023. Because for me, that's like, well, how old is that now? That's 40 years old, that technology. Mm-hmm. I kind mm-hmm. of, I've grown up with it. So for someone to have been, maybe people have been doing music production for 10 years and then suddenly they want to know how MIDI works is is really weird to me because surely the first thing you learn when you learn music production is midi right but obviously that's not the case anymore Mm um yeah sorry i'm just turning into a kind of reminiscing old granddad at this point (laughs) um yeah it's everything's a bit topsy-turvy um if you go that far back um yeah i'm curious um you know like
0: are there any particular uh, developers or modules that have come out, you know, recently or as recently as you want to to call recently, um, that have been something that has excited, like like like, kind of impressed you, or is there is there somebody out there doing something that you think is real special right now? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people doing very cool stuff. There's
1: like, a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. Um, I find it hard to keep track of, especially since I've basically, haven't left the house for the last five years. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who to call out in this really. Um, I mean, if I could turn my camera to, to my modular, which I'm actually (laughs) currently making a track with, I've got six U of analog systems yeah. Mm-hmm. there, right. I mean, they don't, they're not in business anymore. I've got another six year of dirt for, um, so yeah, I, I'm not, it's, I'm all very, I'm very, very old school. I like yeah. to keep on track of stuff, but when I actually come to start plugging stuff together, it's the old analog stuff that I turn to because ultimately that's, that's why I got into your because I wanted to patch up a load of oscillators and filters and, and things. Um, I've ended up with a lot of chaos modules, actually. Um I, yeah, I like, I like the way show. they look, I like the way they mm-hmm. sound. And they feel so, just
0: solid too. Like yeah. the construction and the paper, like the their the packaging and stuff is all really like it's a you know, it's it's definitely like a boutique feel to it or like a designer feel to it that's really nice.
1: Yeah. So if if there was anything that's clear from this rack that you can't see, it's that um, I like their stuff. But otherwise, yeah, I I just I've got so many modules, really, that I never use that trying to get excited about anything new that's just come out that isn't mine, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when I've got, you know, I'm not obviously excited about my stuff because I've made it um, and I've made what I want to use. So it's kind of, I'm limiting my excitement levels for other stuff (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't have any kind of massive recommendations for you other than expert sleepers and um analog systems i just love the um, analog system stuff it's just there's the first modules i ever bought and it's the ones i use most still
0: i get that Um, mixed up with analog solutions different yeah though
1: similarly of similar vintage yeah Um, yeah so analog systems are the uh the ones that kind of got reinvented and uh being sold by schneiders now are they i think oh um, but it would
0: some.
1: I think, well, they don't license them somehow. I, I assume okay. somebody's making them because the cool. guy, did the guy die? He certainly retired. If you, hmm. I can't remember. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: just like trying to look at look for one. Um, but they're
1: the, like the most old school things you can imagine to somebody coming to modular now because they're all really big. Mm-hmm. By which I mean they're actually a sensible size, which is <laughs> modular. <laughs> You know, you can actually get your hand in there. Um, so, I mean, what are you saw. So, I mean, all my analog module designs are—they um, look very much like the old Dirtford designs mm. in terms of how they're laid out, purely because, um, as is the case with all my modules, I—I I have so you know row of row of sockets, row of knobs. The reason being that my PCBs. Are like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody mm-hmm. else in the these days, their PCBs are like that. Which mm-hmm. means you can put a pot wherever you like. Um, so, because, you know, for exactly the same reason, the analog systems modules and the old DIRT modules, everything's in rows because that's how the PCBs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I do that, um, apart from habit, is the fact that I've got these illuminated jack sockets, which right. work that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of stuck with that as a as a as a layout, but I kind of like it. It looks old school. It looks consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not everybody likes the sockets because I think just because I mean, I guess if it, when everybody was using dirt for my sockets were pretty similar to what everybody was using, but now mine are different because everybody else is using the vertical ones. Mm-hmm. So it's they've got a slightly different feel. So yeah, you know, it is what it is
0: yeah well i uh yeah i thank you so much for joining me again i'm my only yeah, regret right. is that we didn't do it sooner but there's no time like the present this was awesome absolutely um before okay. we sign off is there anything else you'd like to stream from the modular mountaintops
1: uh what did we talk about oh um new module New dist. I'm, I, so looping back round to that email with Emily, um, the next disting firmware will indeed have plats in it.
0: Oh, cool. Very so
1: cool. by the time this is out, they'll be nice. Quite in fact quad plats, quad plats, Qu- plats, shit. plats, polysynth, if you, if uh, you so wish. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of kind of, it's a big sound. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, no, just keep on keeping on. And, um, if, oh yeah, I guess if we're shouting out anything, if you use a lot of expert sleepers gear and are making some music and want some music out on my label, get in touch.
0: Oh, awesome! Because I have people asking me a lot how to to you know approach labels and stuff. So that's that's great. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna. So
1: if if, if there's some message. coherent expert sleepers message,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, other than I plugged this thing in once and didn't like right. it, then <laughs> <laughs> you know there has to be a positive story i can tell but yeah i'm open open to all comers very cool yeah
0: um do you have a few more minutes for a patreon bonus section just like a bonus section like um yeah so i've been i've been enjoying asking people this question lately um it kind of came up while i was meeting some you know friends of friends at like a dinner party and rather than asking them what they do for a living because i don't like I, I really didn't like that question when I didn't do what I loved for a living. Um, I like to just ask, like, what are, I mean, obviously music and stuff, but aside from music um, and designing, is there anything that you're particularly, like, excited about lately or something that has moved you lately? A, a piece of music, a, a, a movie, a book? A, pardon me.
1: Um, other than Elden Ring.
0: Other than Elder, yeah, we got
1: that one. <laughs> All right, that is
0: our show. Thank you so much to Oz for coming back to Podular Modcast. Thank you for coming back, or if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, thank you to Patchworks for their continued support of Podular Modcast. Please visit them online at P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. Also, AfterLaterAudio.com. Great place to go and check out some really awesome modules. Thank you to Novation for their support of Podular Modcast, let's trade some summit patches. Do you have some summit patches built? Let's hit me in the DMs. Let's let's uh, let's see what we we can uh, we can do. That would be pretty fun. Uh, thank you to everybody who has uh, signed up for Patreon recently. Don't forget we're going to be doing that uh, that fun passing on of a lot of my gear uh, later on in this month. Um, trying to get to 200 subscribers this year. That's been my goal for the last few years, and. Yeah, let's, I'm, let's let's put it on our vision boards. Can you put it on your vision board for me? Thank you. All right, this week's secret word is star seeds. One word, star seeds. I got it from a graphic novel, sitting on my shelf right over there, and it's a cool-sounding word. Until next week.